Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. Hello there, friends. I hope you're doing well today. I hope you feel blessed. This is a blessed day. This is a day, another day that the Lord has given and that we can be in his presence. And right now, through this broadcast, we can join together and we can speak about the marvels of God's word and we can adapt them to our life, put them into practice. We can receive it and we can enjoy it. I am so thankful for the word of God in my life and for the secrets It reveals for the mysteries it unfolds. You know, the Bible speaks of the gospel as a mystery. And it is a mystery to many people. And for many, it's something that in one way, it is so difficult for them to understand. But on the other hand, it is so simple that a child could understand it. But they make it so complicated. And religion can make things so complicated But when it comes down to it, it is a love story. Yes, it is a wonderful love story. And there is always something mysterious about love. I mean, why some people love each other? (laughs) Do you know? I don't know. I mean, is it how they look? Is it their character? What is it that they find in each other that they love each other so much? Well, that's love and that's the mystery of love. And the Bible says that God so loves us. That's wonderful, my dear friends. God so loved us. And Jesus, the Son, loves us. And then the Bible gives that example as a husband and a wife. And Jesus is the husband. And the church is the bride, is the wife. And we are the church. And we are the bride. Now, I don't want to get into strange things. That's not how the Bible is speaking these things. But it is for us to understand what a great unity, what a great oneness we have with him. It is so intimate. It is so intimate that it's like a husband and a wife who become one, who join as one together and who share all things. Well, I'm so thankful for my relationship with my wife. I'm so glad she said yes to me when I asked her to marry me. And we are married quite some years now, over 30 years. And we have a special love bond. Yes, I don't know why she still loves me, but she loves me. And I know she loves me because the proof is there. And she shows that love to me. And I try to show it to her. Yes, well, I'm thankful for that earthly relationship that I may have of my, with my wife. And my wife and me, we believe it's not our earthly love, but it is his love that is flowing through us that makes our marriage so special, so wonderful. And I hope you have such a relationship too. But even on a higher degree, in a higher dimension, on a higher level, is my relationship with Jesus Christ. Yes, he truly is the husband. He truly is the groom. He truly is that wonderful one 
who came and pursued me and who won my heart. And I know for my wife also, oh, we love each other greatly, but above each other, there is Christ for her and for me. Oh, we love him even more than we love each other. This is a mystery for the world. This is a mystery, but it shouldn't be such a mystery because it is something that the Bible so clearly speaks to us. And we're gonna go to a scripture in a little while. But, you know, I'm so thankful that the Bible, even in the Old Testament, or especially in the Old Testament, through different stories, show us and give us a, an image for us to understand this relationship that we have with Christ today. In the Old Testament, God is speaking through the lives of men and women and those stories are not just their life story, they are pictures and images that give us a deeper understanding of spiritual things that are hidden for many today. Oh, many don't understand the secrets and the mysteries of the Bible because they purely read it with a natural mind. But if you would read the Bible and allow the Holy Spirit to unfold and open the mysteries, you will start to see things that will enrich your relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You will suddenly understand how far that relationship goes, the price that it cost the Father and the Son and the Spirit, and what they did for it, for us to be able to be in such a relationship and how Christ suffered and died and took the shame to be with us in such a relationship. But for him, it was love and he loves us so much that he doesn't care about that shame or that suffering or that pain. No, the Bible says when he was hanging on the cross, he was hanging there with a joy in his bosom because he was looking to that which was before him, to that what would be accomplished, to that what would happen. And what is that that I'm talking about? Well, that is the relationship that we would be able to come into through the Son, through the cross, through Christ's accomplished work with Him and with the Father. And then we come to that intimate relationship as a husband and a wife. Yes, the Bible gives some more pictures. The Bible gives a picture of a building and him being the cornerstone, the foundation. And there are more pictures like that. But today, we will go to this picture of the husband and the wife. And I want to go to a story that maybe you never saw as a picture or as something from which you could preach the gospel. I'm so thankful as an evangelist, I can travel the world and as I travel the world and, and I'm seeking God for the word, I'm seeking God for how can I explain the gospel to people? You see, God wants to explain the gospel for those for whom it still is a mystery, for whom it still is a hidden fact. And he's looking to ways to explain it in such a way that we can understand it. So I'm seeking God, Lord, how do you want to speak to these people? What picture will you show them for them to understand that it's not just a picture, it's not just a story about other people who went through life, but it is showing what you want to do for them. 
in what relationship they can come with you. And today, this whole message is an invitation from the Lord for you to come into that intimate relationship with Christ, that you will be the bride, that he is your groom, and that he will take wonderful care for you, and that you can be in that intimate, loving relationship with him, Oh, it's a holy relationship. It's a wonderful relationship where joy is, where peace is, where it's good to be. And he's inviting you to come in such a relationship. And you are able to come there through the blood that was shed for you and for me that allows us to come into that union with Christ. Well, In Numbers chapter 12, and well, I could go through the whole story, but I'm just going to read one verse. Verse 1, it says, And then Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married, for he had married an Ethiopian woman. Yes, Moses, the great Moses, type of the law, Moses The prophet, well, he was the great prophet, you know, a wonderful man of God. Speak to the Jews about Moses, and he is one that is up there as as such an important person that God used, and he used him in such a specific and special way. Oh, if you read his life story again, I would encourage you to read it again in the book of Exodus. Oh, it's such a mighty story of this man, oh, who in one way was privileged, but on the other hand, he was just a man like you and me, but he rose to take that challenge and that calling when God spoke to him at the burning bush and he went and delivered the people, or God through him delivered the people. And now we read in Numbers 12, verse one, how his sister, his older sister, and his older brother, criticized Moses and they criticized him because he had married an Ethiopian woman. And that Ethiopian woman was obviously different from him, different from them. And she was not the one in their mind that he should have married, the one that would fit with him, the one that belonged to be on his side. They criticized him. They came against him. And you know, God did not, and you know, it did not please God that they criticized Moses for marrying that Ethiopian woman. Even though according to their mind, they were right. And maybe according to the law, they were even right. Yet they were wrong to criticize Moses that he had married that Ethiopian woman. And this gives a great warning to us. Hey, maybe there are some things sometimes that you don't agree with, and maybe you're right in not agreeing with it. And maybe for you also, it would be very wrong to do something like that. But on the other hand, God is saying, just bring it to him and keep your mouth shut. Don't go in church talking about this criticism and bringing other people against it because maybe you're right in one way, but God could be opposing you and you don't want to have God as an opposer. Well, it says he married an Ethiopian woman. And you know, this picture brings me a picture of Christ 
who also was a prophet, who is the greater prophet, the greater one than Moses, and he also married a bride that gives a lot of criticism. I mean, he married us. He married sinful humanity. What made him to have an eye for you and for me to be his bride? What did he see in us that made him fall in love with us? What did he see in us that he would want to marry us and unite with us and be one with us and dwell with us for eternity as we will dwell with him for eternity? What made him to pursue us and to bring us in that unity with him? Well, it was nothing in us. It was everything in him. <laughs> well, yes, hallelujah for that. Hallelujah for that. Oh, if I look to myself, I, I, I have to say, Father, this is truly a mystery that I don't understand. Why would your son marry me and take me to be with him and to be united with him and to be in fellowship with him? I mean, I was opposing him. I was living in rebellion even after he saved me. It didn't mean that my life suddenly changed that I was living wholly without sin. I still did sin. I still fell. I made mistakes. But yet every time he picked me up and every time he took me and pursued me and said, don't run away from me. I still love you. Don't turn your back to me. I still love you. Don't go far and away from me because I want you near and close to me. Oh, my friends, I don't understand. After all these years as a child of God, after all these years, oh, as being one that is near to him, I still don't understand why, why it's the mystery of love. He loved me. He loves me. He will love me. Oh, and that love, it's not out of me. It's not because of me. It's not my love that he is giving a return to. My love is a return to his love. It's his love, his perfect love, his wonderful love, his holy love that he takes me again and again and cleanses me and whole, makes me holy and sanctifies me and makes me holy and acceptable before him. And you know, yes, it gives a lot of criticism. The story is repeated. It gives a lot of criticism. But you know, he loves me anyway. He loves me anyway. Yes. Oh, they oppose Jesus. They oppose us. Yeah, that they would say, why? Why would you be, huh? as a child of God, why would you be the one? But you know, he married me anyway. He united with me anyway. I am one with him. Oh, how wonderful it is to be one with him. Well, it says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25 to 28, and I'm going to read it from the Message Bible. It says, Husbands, go all out in your love for your wives, exactly as Christ did for the church. I like this translation. Of course, every translation gives a, 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 an understanding from this word, but this translation, it says it in such a plain language. It says, go all out in your love for your wives exactly as Christ did for the church. He went all out for us. 
Just have to pause there for a moment. He went all out for us. It says he emptied himself completely for us that we might be rich, that we might live. Oh, hallelujah for that. A love marked by giving, not getting. Christ's love makes the church whole. Yes, I'm the church, and his love makes me whole. Hallelujah for that love. His words evoke her beauty. Yes, that's true. His encouragement, his admonishment, his uh, correction, his kind words, his tenderness. Oh, it brings out the beauty. It says everything he does and says is designed to bring the best out of her. Oh, that's a fact. That's a fact. Dressing her in dazzling white silk, radiant with holiness. And that is how husbands ought to love their wives. Oh, yes. This is how he loved us. And the Bible tells us this is how we should love our wife. Well, that's a good thing that the Bible tells us how we should love our wives. Because, you know, many take that one verse and they use it and abuse it. Where it says, wives, be your husband in submission. And, you know, they use that scripture. So many men around the world, they use that scripture. Wife, you need to submit to me. And they rule over her and press down upon her. But they forget the rest of that chapter. And in the rest of that chapter, it speaks how we should love our wives. Just as Christ has loved us. And this is so wonderful. It says he went all out. And everything he does, everything he says, it's, it's to bring out the best in us. And he has dressed us in dazzling white silk. I like that. Radiant with holiness. Yes, he deserves all the credit for how we look for whom we have become in him. Yes, he has cleansed us with his own blood. He has poured his life in us and given us eternal life. Oh, he brings us such joy. He brings us such peace and happiness. Oh, yes, and we may shine like the stars. Yes, we are like shining stars in the darkness, and it is all because of his love, because of what he has done Oh, it says, yes, Moses, he married an Ethiopian and he got criticized for it. And yes, Jesus married us and he got criticized for it because the Pharisees of the day, you can read it in Luke chapter 15, they were criticizing Jesus and they were saying, look, he sits with sinners. Yes, they didn't see themselves as a sinner, but they were one who needed that Savior more even. Yes, they needed him. Well, just as much as we need him as Savior. But he, they criticized him. Look, he is sitting with sinners. Well, he didn't just sit with sinners. He married a sinner. But you know, he cleansed us and made us holy and changed us. And now he is changing us day by day. As I said, well, I make mistakes. I fall, I fail. But he picks me up and he is changing me more and more and more until that wonderful day that he will present me without spot, without wrinkle. Yes, he will present me in that beautiful, holy, white robe that he has given unto me. 
Oh, do you want to say yes to him? Oh, yes, you know, when you ask that question, when I asked my wife, there was just one, you know, it was no or yes, no or yes. Will you marry me? No or yes. And uh, of course, I wanted to hear yes, but it was just yes or no. I mean, that was the answer. That was the reply. And so today, do you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, as your groom, your husband, in a holy way, I mean these things as an example to show us in what kind of a relationship we can come with him. And so if you want to, just say yes, say yes right now. Father, you see those who are excited, who have an open heart, Lord. You have been ministering to them. You have been speaking into their soul, into their spirit, into their inner man. You are inviting them, this whole broadcast, you are inviting them right now, Lord. And all you want to hear is them to say yes. And once they say yes, you will do all the work in them. You will cleanse them. You will make them holy. You will dress them in white, in pure white holiness. Oh Lord, you will receive them and write their name in the book of life. Say yes to the Lord right now. Say yes, Lord, I want you. Yes, Lord, I need you. Yes, Lord, I cannot live without you. You are the one that gives eternal life to me and I receive it. I receive you at my side. I want to walk on your side. I want to be one with you in such a wonderful, intimate relationship. Just as a husband and wife have become one, I want to be one with you, Jesus. And I receive you right now. Please receive me at this moment. Write my name in the book of life. Bring me near to you. Bring me near to the Father. Let your spirit dwell in me and change me more and more daily to be one like you, Lord, in your image. I thank you for this privilege and this honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 